Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Maddie D. Hello, Kieran. Hi. And just so you're aware, we are Groot. Oh, is that true? That is true. And if you didn't want to know that, then you shouldn't be listening to the show because that is a spoiler. Is it really a spoiler? Yes, in a way it is. I think anyone really with half a brain would know and identify what movie that is. Well, yeah, they would know what movie it is, but, you know, it's not I am Groot, it's we are Groot, which is a big part of the ending of that movie. Right. Which I'm not going to spoil for you okay. because I'm not that type of guy. And it's slightly related to what we're talking about now in a very loose yeah. way. I couldn't get any spoilers from Herbie the Love Bug, which is what I was originally going to do. No, there's not a lot in that movie to spoil. No, not really. He wins the race. Oh, <laughs> no. dear. Oh, Herbie no. wins the race. I can't watch that movie now knowing that. <laughs> anyway, what we're talking about this week, people winning a different kind of race. Mm, does that make sense? It's Fast and Furious 9, a.k.a. F9. The ninth in the series. And it's actually our second time talking about the Fast and Furious franchise. I know, I know. Because we previously, this time last year, we actually did an episode on Hobbs and Shaw, which was the very first spin-off. Now, believe it or not, I actually hear that they're planning on another spin-off, which is, weirdly enough, an all-female Fast and Furious movie. Really? Yeah. Well, that's what Vin Diesel tells me anyway. Oh, well, you know, you've got to take what he says with a grain of salt. But, like, yeah. is it with existing characters or is I'm it, like, not sure. a reboot? I think all he said at a press conference was, oh, there's going to be an all-lady Fast and Furious. There's going to be sexy Fast it's and called, Furious. It's called Vin Diesel's Angels. Yeah. And The Rock's not in it. Yeah. I basically <laughs> think that's what it's going to be. <laughs> so, before we continue talking about the Fast and Furious, we should quickly explain the premise of the show what we like to do is look at upcoming hollywood blockbusters and then we attempt to guess what's going to happen in the plot we yeah. look at the trailer we look at the poster whatever we can get our hands on and then it just comes down to sheer guesswork yes we try to see if we can predict what's going to happen in this movie and then we go watch the movie and see how we did and one of those movies that we've predicted in the past is currently in cinemas by the time that this episode comes out and that movie is the invisible man Oh my god. Which we only talked about three that weeks ago. That was not that long ago. Yeah, it was already in cinemas. Now, there was a lot of bold predictions, a lot of bold guesses yeah. in that episode, so check that out, see how we did, because we went yeah. out on a limb for some of that. I'd probably recommend listening to the podcast after you've seen the movie. I think it works better that way, just because you've got the context of the movie there, and then you can see what we thought was going to happen in yeah. contrast. And we don't accidentally ruin it for Yeah, you, we won't accidentally spoil it. Very rarely, but sometimes we can do that. Yes. Absolutely. Now, I can't say that I feel too confident about accidentally spoiling F9 this week. Really? Because I don't know about you, but I really, really struggled with this Did one. you really? I watched the trailer for this and I was like, what the hell? Like, it just is a mess of action scenes, the trailer. And I couldn't yeah. put well, that's... the puzzle together in my head. So I just threw everything up in the air and went, okay, this goes here, this goes <laughs> there. And even though I've spent a lot of time sort of sorting it out and making a lot of presumptions on what I think is going to happen, I'm still not confident. I still reckon I've got nothing correct in the movie. Wow. So that's how you're feeling going into this. Yeah, absolutely. Because I feel kind of the opposite. I, oh, I you're would, 100% I say, confident. I wouldn't say I'm 100% confident, but maybe it speaks to my respect for this franchise oh, really? but essentially i sat down with like a scrap piece of paper and wrote down everything i thought was going to happen you wrote and, three words down and i was like yeah this is pretty much it and i left it and then i you wrote card dom and family <laughs> and you're like i think i'm sorted that's pretty much it that's pretty much what i'm going with but yeah i didn't find it this difficult this time around maybe it speaks to your previous experience with the fast and furious maybe movies, it does because i think we discussed this before well, we did discuss this before in our hobbs and shaw episode but yep. what is your history with the fast and furious franchise oh my lord so without wanting to repeat 
myself from last time. I think last time I mentioned that I watched Fast and Furious 1 and 2 and then had a big gap. And all of a sudden, somehow we're talking about Fast and Furious 9. It is a series I do not care for. It's a series I'm not interested in. It's a series I find boring. You still haven't seen Hobbs and Shaw, have you? I haven't seen Hobbs and Shaw yet. So no. And I had a lot of even, fun in that episode. You haven't even got that to help you out. Yeah, I know, I know. Because um, in that episode, you said you were actually looking forward to seeing that movie. The Hobbs and Shaw I was, yeah. But you know I'm a big rock fan. Like, I'm That's a Dwayne true. Johnson fan. That's what was oh. pulling me into that movie, which this movie doesn't have. No, so, we'll get into that in a second. Yeah, that's my history. I watched the first two movies, thought this was a franchise that was going to burn out, like I said previously, and it hasn't. And I'm just always shocked every time there's a new one coming out. I'm like, really? We're doing this again? <sighs> well, I think there's definitely an audience out there. Oh, like, definitely. Very definitely. passionate fans. There's definitely an audience that loves this kind of movie and, and gets excited about it. And I think they're at the stage where they're going to wrap this whole franchise up. Not in this movie, but up here in another movie. That's so right. They're going to make 10 of them. Plus the spin-offs. But what can I say? I'm not as invested and I don't have a close history with this movie. Except for doing the show, apparently. Which I end up having to talk about it more. And that didn't cause you to struggle with your prediction at all? You knew who all the characters were and how yeah. they can to each other. Yeah, I kind of knew a base knowledge of the characters. I watched a really good uh, YouTube debrief and I wish I could mention the title just so I could give that guy credit, but he pretty much just gave me a whole rundown. Oh, there of are the, dime a dozen. A whole rundown of what's happened in the Fast and Furious franchise. And I was like, okay, cool. Got it. <laughs> okay. Okay, got so it. He took the easy way out. You know, maybe it speaks to me. Maybe when we start going into our predictions, maybe you're going to be like, Maddie, do you haven't thought of this? Maddie, do you haven't thought of that? And maybe I haven't paid enough attention. And that's why I'm feeling so confident, but... Mm. I didn't find it this hard. Well, quite like you, I don't have a strong connection with the Fast and Furious franchise. Back when we predicted what was going to happen in Hobbs and Shaw, I'd never seen any of the films, I think, save for the ending credits of the first movie. Mm -hmm. But since then, I've actually gone back and watched The Fate of the Furious, the yes. eighth movie in the Fast and Furious franchise. Because I, remember, I, remember I was like, I need to do research for this one. I can't go in blind. Yeah. Because I don't know who these characters are and I need to know their relationships with each other and what the loose direction that the plot's going to go in because I thought it might lead up directly into this one. Well, it does take off pretty much sort straight of, after. Yeah. Right here. Well, three years later, but... Right, okay. You could see them setting up elements for this sequel in that movie. But aside from the bad guy carrying over, there's not a lot more that does carry over into this movie. Okay. And how did you find that? that movie did you get converted to being a fast and furious fan oh uh, i tell you what i didn't love it yep. let me just say that but from what i hear it is considered the worst of the entire fast oh, and okay. furious so this franchise. is not a popular movie no even the fans said it was the worst so right i'm not at all surprised that i didn't really like it that much mm. although there were a few moments in the movie that i did enjoy yeah anytime shaw was on screen as in deckard shaw jason, jason Stath statham jason statham's character he was always entertaining to watch there was an especially exciting scene at the end of the movie where he's shooting people on an aeroplane while carrying a baby. Yes, I've heard of that. That was scene. entertaining. But aside from that, uh, I think I could have skipped the movie, to be honest. Look, I think we're not the audience for this movie. I think no. you're right. There is definitely an audience for this movie, and it's the audience that enjoys fast-paced action with not a lot of thought behind it, like it's a callback to old 80s-style movies. Yeah. Which I can totally get on board with that, and I get why people love it. I don't know <laughs> if this is me desperately trying to find something in the franchise to cling on to, but in a weird way, you could say it's almost like the James Bond franchise. It is a little bit. Where they have those moments where the, the next movie is trying to one-up what 
happened in the previous movie and just make it more exciting and more of a spectacle as they mm-hmm. go along until it dies in the ass and they need to ground themselves and do like a gritty, more realistic Bond movie to make up for it. <laughs> if, um, I don't think that's going to happen if, in the Fast and Furious movies, though. <laughs> well, Fast and Furious was always kind of ridiculous, but it started off kind of grounded and gritty, yeah. which is what's so weird is where we've ended up now. So maybe there might be a Fast and Furious reboot, you know, in the future. Yeah. Who knows? Where it goes back to their origins, where it's like cops versus robbers, basically. Yeah, street, street racing. Street racing. But you never know. That could be the direction for the future after number 10, which we'll probably end up predicting in the future if we're still <laughs> continuing on at that time. It's looking likely at this stage. Yep. It's always been my goal in this show to get to a sequel to a movie that we've covered that before. That would be so great. Now, technically, Hobbs and Shaw isn't the previous movie, The Fate of the Furious Because that's was. a spin-off. So yeah, it doesn't really count, but I really want to cover a sequel for a movie that we've previously predicted. I want to get that far in the show. Yep, I- so maybe Fast and Furious 10 will be the first. Maybe. Oh, well, we'll see. You're not counting any of the Marvel movies? Not really, since they're all sort of made in conjunction yeah, with that's each a, other. that's a universe sort of building movie. Yeah, that's fair enough. And the only direct sequel that we've talked about is Avengers Endgame, which was a direct sequel to Infinity War, which we didn't cover. So that's yeah. the only time that I'd probably count one of the Marvel movies not being, you know, a standalone movie. So one of the major characters in the previous movie, The Fate of the Furious, was Dwayne The Rock Johnson as... The People's Champion. What's his name? Hobbs? Hobbs. Luke Hobbs, that's it. And Deckard Shaw is Jason Statham. Yeah, yeah, that's right. See, we barely remember from our episode <laughs> a year ago. But interestingly enough, Luke Hobbs isn't appearing in this movie at all. That is and quite to a lesser note, funny. Deckard Shaw. Now, I speculate, my main speculation is that after the previous movie, we already had talked about in the previous episode, the Hobbs and Shaw episode, that we suspected that Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Vin Diesel had a falling out at some point throughout the course of these movies. That is the popular rumour. And lots of people reckon like they won't film together at the same time. They have to use blue screen or green screen to composite them together in the same shots whenever they do appear at the same time. And there was actually a shot at the end of Fate of the Furious where it was really obvious that Dwayne The Rock Johnson wasn't in the same spot as Vin Diesel. He was just sort of awkwardly pasted in the background. (laughs) And it was really, really obvious if you're looking out (laughs) for it. But my suspicion is that Vin Diesel kicked up a stink. He said, I'm not doing any more movies with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He got his own movie. Well, I think the only reason they did the Hobbs and Shaw spinoff is because Vin Diesel had a hissy fit. He's like, I'm not doing any more movies, but The Rock was obligated. He was contractually obligated to keep doing Fast and Furious movies. So they're going to make up his movies with spinoffs while Vin Diesel gets to stay with the main movies, with the main franchise. So that's my suspicion. They get the best of both worlds. That's right. And this is all speculation because neither of these two gentlemen have actually said that they don't like each other. There's been no public announcement about this. It seems like that's the way it is. And they fix this up by... And I'm sure we'll talk about it in a sec. Bringing in another wrestler. That's right. So, um, you know, can't wait to talk about that. They've replaced The Rock with another WWE superstar. Absolutely right. One that he probably gets on better with yeah. at this stage. At this stage, we'll see by the end of production how he feels about this mystery person. So, should we start talking about what we know about the movie so far? Let's do it. So, at the moment, I've only been able to find one trailer. Have you yeah, been able only to find one any others? Uh, you pretty much described it the best. It's a series of action scenes. Yeah, a lot of explosions. A lot of cars flying around um, literally we see an inclusion of a character that's beloved by this franchise that previously was believed to be dead that's right Han's back yeah a lot of family a lot yeah. of mentions of family they do have the word family in the trailer yeah I we- just want to point that out <laughs> we see that Vin Diesel's character has a long lost brother that's going to play the antagonist yeah and who's working alongside the previous villain Cypher who we'll talk about in a sec but yeah so that's pretty much it that's pretty much the trailer in a nutshell so it's the two Toretto brothers going head to head that's 
That's basically right. the plot of the whole movie, right? Yep. Family. With no Luke Hobbs in sight. No Luke Hobbs. He's busy running around chasing black Superman. Right. I wonder if they're going to mention him. Oh, probably in an offhanded hey, way. what happened to that Hobbs guy? I beat him in a fight once. Yeah. And he doesn't want to be my friend anymore. <laughs> he doesn't want to be a friend anymore. Because I beat him and he's not coming back. He went with his tail between his legs and he actually gave me his championship belt. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about who's in the movie. Let's We've do talked it. about him already playing Dominic Dom Toretto. Is Vin Diesel. I love how they need to shorten, just be like, oh, he's referred to as Dom. That's his nickname. Dom is the short form of well, Dominic. It'd God. be too difficult to say Dominic every time <laughs> they were referring to him. But uh, this is the second time we've spoken about him. Is it the second talking, or third time? We've talked about him a couple of times before, I believe. We mentioned him as playing Groot in the Avengers movies. Yeah. I don't think we've talked about him in an... Oh, no, we talked about him in Bloodshot. Bloodshot, Bloodshot was what I was thinking of. Yeah, that's it. Which is coming out in a couple of weeks. Mm. So, yeah, we're definitely Move familiar. Move over, Yeah, we're definitely familiar with Vin Diesel at this stage. And I guess if you don't know him from any of those movies that we've mentioned, you may recognize him from being in The Pacifier. Yes, that great movie. If you remember that. <laughs> Kids make fun of him for having man boobs. <laughs> also in Riddick, all those movies. Yep, which I, Are they going to make another one of those? I heard that they were. Oh, probably. Right. Vin Diesel seems to be pushing triple all of these X. franchises Oh my at the God, moment. I forgot about Triple X. So next up, playing the brother of Dominic Toretto, Jacob Toretto, is a certain WWE superstar. And his name is John Cena! There he is. He's breaking into Hollywood, this guy. Yeah, who we've previously talked about in our Doolittle episode where he played the polar bear. <laughs> so this isn't our first time talking about him. Wow. And he's also in the Fred movies. I just want to point that out. He is. He where he is. plays Fred's surrogate dad is, or is he his real dad? I think he's Fred's real dad. I, I've never watched he's those He's invisible movies. though. I guess because you can't see him. Yeah. I guess that's the joke. But yeah. <laughs> right. I thought he was his imaginary dad because Fred doesn't actually have a dad. Maybe. Or that's who he presumes that his dad is. Anyway, let's not talk let's about... Let's not talk about Fred. Yeah, let's not let's talk about Let's just make Fred that a movies. rule on this show. And he's also appearing in the upcoming The Suicide Squad movie where he's yes. playing... I, I don't know who. I'm guessing he's going to play a cop. That's what I, my guess would no, be. A I'm cop guessing, or a soldier. I'm guessing he's part of The Suicide Squad. No. Really? He's got to be, right? Yeah, he's got to be one of the superheroes. Okay, maybe. He's got to be. Maybe. We'll find out in a future episode. Maybe. What did he do recently? He did like a comedy about do a little. firefighter. Um, yeah, Doolittle was his most recent movie. Yeah, he's really hitting the comedies. Yeah. Well, except for this just occasion. like The Rock and just like Vin Diesel, you got to start with the comedies mm. and then you get to do your action movies after a while. Yeah. Next up, playing Dom's wife, Letty Ortiz, is Michelle Rodriguez. Yes. Who you may remember from the Resident Evil movies. I think she was in the first two, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe just the first one. She was in Lost. Was she? She was. And she was also in Machete as well, if you remember Oh that. my God, she was in Machete. She was the eye patch wearing now, folk hero. There was a time where she was in, and it was like the early 2000s, yeah. she was in everything. Now she's just in Fast and Furious movies. Yeah. The famous thing about her is she has like a real resting bitch face. <laughs> would yeah. you say that? Yeah, I would Apparently say she's that. quite a lovely woman in person, has quite a nice smile, but in all of her movies, they, she's forced well, to have she's... this permanent scowl, like she but just she's... smelled a huge piece of shit. <laughs> she's always the, the tough badass. Yeah, that's right. Like That's what she kind of does really well. I remember not liking her when I was younger. I was like, really was annoyed by her all the time. Yeah. But I've kind of like grown to love her a little bit. I guess, you yeah. know, absence makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah, I guess with, that's with right. So I'm really happy to see her in this you movie. You might feel different if you just recently watched Fate of the Furious. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I don't mind her. I've come to enjoy her. Now returning as Roman Pierce, possibly the most annoying character in the Fast and Furious series, is Tyrese Gibson, mm. who I mainly know from the Transformers movies, where he also played an annoying character. <laughs> 
and he was one of the random bodies for the body count in Legion, the oh. movie where the angels come to Earth and possess people and oh, one right. of the heroes in a diner. That's right. Now, he's like a comic relief character, isn't he? Yeah, unfortunately. Supposedly. He's the one who's always screaming and crying and, and getting frantic when things are going wrong. Well, someone's got to show emotion. I mean, Vin Diesel's not doing it. Yeah, exactly. It's too much emotion, though. He's like the big wuss character. Yeah, right. And he's the one who's also the token idiot of the group. Like, everything he says is dumb and everyone, like, rolls their eyes at it. <laughs> he's terrible. I don't want to see him in this movie, <laughs> unfortunately. You're going to kill him off in this movie? I don't have any issues with Tyrese Gibson, the actor, but the character of Roman? Oh, my God. <laughs> Seems like you have a little bit of PTSD yeah. from uh, Fate and Furious there. Yeah. I'm Fate so glad I didn't watch it. Not Fate and the Furious. I know they get confusing with Too Fast, Too Furious, the Fast Five and all those different yeah. terrible titles. Well, what's that the they title have. of it? The Fate and the Furious. The Fate of the Furious. The Fate of the Furious. Why would it be Fate and the Furious? I don't know. I know it's, it's similar easier to, to Fast say. and the Furious. The Fate of the Furious. The it's family easier to and say. the Furious. Yeah. The fate of the family. All I think these titles are dumb. Called. Anyway, who next, else is in this movie? Yeah, next up playing Tage Parker, who I guess he's the smart one, but they've already got a smart one, so <laughs> I don't know why they need to. I think they've, he was there first. They've just got these characters that just hang around. Yeah. He's being played by Chris Ludacris Bridges, mm. who you may remember from the Max Payne movie, the terrible Max Payne movie. I've forgotten everything about where that movie. he played a useless character who didn't really need to be there, but he was also in Rock and Roller, Crash, and Gamer, another terrible movie. Gamer. Do you remember that? I don't remember. A gamer. That was a Gerard Butler movie where he was the oh, avatar, right. the real life avatar in a real life video game being controlled yeah, by a kid. I remember, I remember that. Yeah, it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was apparently terrible, right? I've never watched it. Was it was made by the same people who did Crank, the Crank movies. Uh-huh, right. Neville Dean and Taylor. Right. Yeah, terrible movie. Wouldn't recommend it. Now, playing a character who's returning, I believe, after a brief break because I didn't see her in the previous movie, playing Mia Toretto is Jordana Brewster. Now, this is interesting because her character was the love interest of Paul Walker's character. Brian. Brian. That's right. So it makes sense for her not to be around. Yeah. She's in this movie, and I'm pretty confident Paul Walker's not going to be in this movie. Yeah, so it's well, like, oh, okay, she's in this. That's I have theories as to why she's in the movie, and I'm sure you do too, but I can't wait to hear those. Yeah. The only other movie that I think I've seen Jordana Brewster in is in The Faculty, where she was one of the kids in that movie. Oh, okay. I can't really remember anything I've else I've seen her no, do. No, I haven't really seen her in anything else, to be honest. Mm. But yeah, The Faculty was a weird movie where aliens possess the teachers in a school. Okay. And I think they defeat them by knocking them into a pool. I think I'm remembering that uh, wrong. Okay. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Playing Ramsey, the hacker character Ramsey, is Natalie Emmanuel, who I understand was a character in Game of Thrones. Yes, she was. She who was. did she play in that? Um, oh, God, I can't remember the name, but she was the Khaleesi's second-hand like, assistant. I'll have to she was really good in it. it. She was yeah. really, really good. She was good in The Fate of the Furious. She was one of the few characters that I, I actually, did actually like. I actually like her in these movies. I saw one movie with her in it. And she doesn't have a trademark afro in this one because she's not doing Game of Thrones anymore. <laughs> so she could do whatever she wants with her hair now. They also had another guy from Game of Thrones in the previous movie as well. The guy with the beard. The guy with the beard. Yeah. He has like a red beard. Oh, Tormund's giant bane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he was the bad yeah, guy. Yeah, he was. In the yeah, yeah, movie. yeah, yeah. He was like the henchman to Cypher. One of the wildlings in Game of Thrones. Yeah, again, I'll have to take You'll your You'll take word my for word it. for it. Yeah, he yeah. is. It's Tormund. Next up, returning as Han, returning from the dead as Han, is Su Kang, who is most famous for playing Han in the Fast and Furious movies. Now, I this believe is, he's a Korean actor. This is a little bit of controversy, right? Because 
at the end of Tokyo Drift. He dies. No, in... he didn't. He was in a whole bunch of the movies. It wasn't until the oh, okay. end of Fast Five, the end credits of Fast Five, that I believe he was killed off by. So that's where the car Shaw. crash happens, isn't it? That we see a car, the car crash explode, yeah. but it's only later on well, that Deckard we find sort out of throws, that it was I think Deckard. a match into the um, the wreckage. Like there's mm. fuel leaking out, and he throws a match down, and it blows up. Because they were trying to set him up to be like the big bad guy of that's this right. series, yeah. but now he's like one of the good guys, and now they're but he's not in all, this movie. All buddies, so yeah. that's kind of a weird decision to make. Yeah, so Deckard Shaw was the villain in the sixth movie, so they set him up at the end of the fifth movie. But yeah, he carried over into the sixth movie where he was beaten. He was sent to jail where he was essentially broken out to work with the team in the eighth movie. And I don't know what's happened to him. He must be just still running also, around with The Rock because he's not in this movie. Can I just say that there his is... His mum is, though. His mum is, yeah. There's a weird chronology with this series. Movie. Yeah. Like, it's all over the place. What, this movie? You mean the series? Oh, this series, sorry. Yeah, so I think Tokyo Drift is a prequel and then some of the movies take place before the previous movies. If I had watched any of the other movies, I'd be able to tell you in more detail, but I've only watched one of the movies and that one presumably takes place in present day. So, right. yeah, I don't know what the decision there was. Maybe they wanted to tie in unconnected movies with the main storyline. Yeah. Maybe that was the decision. That's probably the case. Because I suspect that Tokyo Drift wasn't originally connected to the other movies, but then well, they I made it, it a, a prequel. You thought it was a spin-off yeah, initially. it was a spin-off, right? No, it wasn't. We explained this last time. I know, I know, but that's what I originally thought. But it wasn't. So it's, it was made a part of the official canon, I think, in the fourth movie. But yep. they said, oh, it was set before the previous two movies. Right. Are you confused? I'm confused. Yeah, of course. Let's wrap up the actors. So, as we just mentioned, returning as Magdalene Shaw, who happens to be Deckard Shaw's mum with a really terrible Cockney accent, is Helen Mirren, who we've discussed before again in Hobbs, in, and, in Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw. And I couldn't help mentioning the fact that she was in that penthouse-produced Caligula movie you last time. need to find some other... <laughs> we need to find some other Helen Mirren. That was the only Helen Mirren movie talk I'd about seen. Rather than this movie. <laughs> Maybe between this and the next Fast and Furious movie I should go out and watch a whole bunch of Helen Mirren movies and give her a proper assessment for a change (laughs) and the last person I wanted to talk about returning as Cypher which I suppose was originally an organisation but they found out it was an individual person is Charlize Theron the lead antagonist that's right along with John Cena that's right so you may remember her from movies like The Devil's Advocate where she (laughs) what a terrible movie that was she was also Eddie Barzoon. She was also in Mighty Joe Young, which was a childhood favourite of mine. Okay. And more recently, Mad Max Fury Road, where she played Furiosa. Furiosa, yes. With the robot arm. But yeah, back as Cypher for this movie. The glassy-eyed, vacant expression Cypher. Yeah, how was she in that movie? Uh, as I've mentioned before in previous episodes, I'm not a huge fan of Charlize Theron. I have nothing against her personally, but every single movie I've seen her in, I don't like her in. Even if she's the good guy. Is it the movie, though? Quite possibly just the movie. Yeah, because you like mentioned- I said, a few nothing against, I know you don't like. Yeah, nothing against the actress herself. Well, maybe she'll pull out a good performance in Fast and Furious 9. Yeah, I want to see what you think she's going to do. Let's get straight into our plots. I think you're going first. I am. I am going first. So let's just kick off fastly and furiously. Mm. So this is my beginning. We're going to open up with Dom's Rambo-styled ranch in America's <laughs> South. He's living a comfortable, peaceful existence, being a farmer and fixing cars and spending time. He's got time. a car farm, has he? Yeah, he's got a farm. He's got cars all over the place. He's got he's cars car painted like cows in the field. 
got cars painted like horses in the yeah, yeah, in he's, stables. He's breeding cars. That's where they come Little from. Little baby cars. Don't you know anything? Yeah, okay. All right. So he's spending time with his son, Brian, who's a lot older since we last saw him. He was in Fate and... Fate of the Furious the as the a baby. Furious, yeah, as a baby. So oh, Fate of the Furious. Oh, whatever, who cares? I certainly don't. So his son is helping him out and his wife, Letty. In this opening, the theme of family will be heavily drummed yeah. in and how important it is. Letty will give Brian a necklace, which is like a crucifix, which yeah. apparently is one of the previous movies, and will speak to they Dom. They used it as a tracking device in the previous movie, believe it or not. Did they? Yeah. Well, if I knew that, I so probably would have worked think, that in the plot a little bit better. I think it was from Brian, the previous Brian, Paul Walker Brian. He gave it to Dom, and then presumably between movies, Dom gave it to Letty. But okay. I could be wrong. Cool. I only know it from the previous movie, where it was a tracking device. Okay. There you go. Letty will speak to Dom in private about the fact that they can never run away from all their enemies and that yeah. they need to be well, Cypher's still out there yeah, exactly Cypher's still out there and they need to be careful which she foreshadows by telling Brian that this crucifice will protect you against what's about to happen but Dom mm. thinks they're okay so Dom takes a car he's been working on for a drive the countryside and while he's gone some soldier goons attack their house oh no Dom comes back and because Vin Diesel they attacked the wrong place Rambo was the farm <laughs> up the street and they just went to the wrong place yeah they t- they're looking for Rambo it was the cartel looking for John Rambo so once uh, Dom comes back because he can't lose anything he fights the remainder of the goons but realises that his wife and child have been kidnapped oh no again again yeah. By the way, it's not Letty's child. It was actually Dom's previous spouse's child. Yeah, but she's like a mother figure yeah, to him. That's right. They adopted him. So, but it is Dom's child, though. Mm. So there'll be a solemn scene in which Dom is looking at the necklace that's been left that his son had. Yep. He's, he's like, like, I wish they took this since it's a tracking <laughs> device, apparently. And he says, oh, I'm going to go rescue my family. So Dom calls an Avengers-style team meeting with all the old faces. And because they always seem to find out where everything is with some weird knowledge about stuff Dom has, he will say that he knows this army and where they're located. Which oh, is they in were stolen by an Phuket. army, were they? Yeah, like a... Mer- oh, in Phuket. Yes, that's right. Like a... Uh, I a guess mer- you don't know Phuket very well because a- it doesn't look like Phuket. A mercenary army. Landmass is too big to be Phuket. I'd say it's mainland Thailand. You reckon? Yep. Because I saw Phuket was one of the filming locations. It could be previously, but all the land that I saw wasn't Phuket. Well, I'm sticking with my guns okay, saying sure. it's Phuket. And so they say that that's where they're going. They're going to go and rescue their family, as in Dom's family. Yep. So they fly into Phuket and they drive around in cool cars. While they're invading the base, Letty manages to escape by a motorcycle bike, because of course, what action A motorcycle scene? bike as opposed to a motorcycle <laughs> car? <laughs> Yeah, yeah exactly. I get your point. Exactly. Every action scene, as we said last week, needs a motorcycle chase. That's right. So, of course, she, she realized she's doing it for our benefit. Yeah, she's doing it for us. So, while she escapes, she manages to bump into the gang again. So, they're all together, except the sun's so still kidnapped. So, why did a Phuket army, a Thai army, come all the way to America to kidnap You're Brian and Letty? Jumping the gun. Okay. Because I'm getting to that. Okay, I'm sorry. So, they enter one of the facilities... They're fighting off bad guys and then they come face to face with Jacob, who seems to know Dom. Dom gets beaten up, but they manage to fight their way out and they get rescued by a helicopter from Mama Shaw. Uh-oh. How handy. That's exactly right. She managed to find where they were. And this includes... So her influence stretches all the way to Thailand, apparently. <laughs> well, wow. you know, she's a bad guy. She has, like, connections, connections everywhere. Right. This includes Brian. They managed to save little Brian. Oh, I and thought what... you meant Paul Walker. No, I was going to no. say that's an effort. <laughs> well, that's funny you should mention that, because what's going to happen for the remainder of the movie is they're going to send little Brian with adult Brian. Interesting. And he's going to look after them, mm. which will bring Brian's wife into the fold, so she's going to come and help them. But it'll be off screen, and we'll know that... 
little Brian is safe. So Letty tells the team that Jacob is Dom's brother. Mm, while they're Ooh. in the plane. While they're in the plane, that's right. We're in Athens, where we see Jacob. Athens. Athens, that's okay. right. Where we see Jacob has managed to capture and imprison Cypher. And she's in a, like a glass Hannibal Lecter style. Blofeld style. Exactly, Blofeld style. He goes to her for information, but she suggests that they should work together to take Dom down. And she does a little bit of manipulation by saying, you, you want to be better than Dom, this will be your chance to. So, this so is he all captures her and then immediately releases her. He captures her because he wants information. Right. And it was her information that managed to get him to find where Dom's house was. Okay. And now she's like, let's work together rather than you keeping me as a prisoner. And he's like, hmm, So okay. he was the one who sent in the Thai army? He was, yeah. Okay. Because it's a vendetta. Okay. Dom asks Mama Shaw to help him <laughs> take down Jacob. She takes him to London and drives him into a party where Jacob is before warning him that this is a bad idea and no good comes with having fights with family. Dom comes face to face with Jacob. He asks Jacob to leave him and his family alone. Despite the past differences they had, he wants to be left alone in peace. Cypher will reveal herself and use her tech While at skills this party. at this party. Yep. Okay. And goons will fight them and Cypher will use her tech skills to get police to chase the good guys out. So Dom is in a hotel at this point because that's where he's staying. And while he's what country setting up, is this? Sorry, this is in England. This okay. is London. And while he's uh, getting ready to go, he gets attacked by Jacob, and this causes an impressive London car fight scene in the streets of London. So the as they opposed fight. to a London car fight scene <laughs> in the streets of Prague, <laughs> they fight. They they come out. Sorry, that's my favorite joke. <laughs> they fight. They push themselves out of a window, and then it turns into a car fight. And there's that big scene where that big truck, you know, flips over. Flips over. Okay. And what is that big truck? No, no, just. One of the, it's just driving down the street, just, one just of the, minding its own business. Just one of the goons that are after uh, Dom. Okay. So while this is happening, Letty and Brian's wife, whose name I can't remember, have decided Mia. to go to Tokyo, trying to get in touch with an old friend that may be able to help them. Of course, they find themselves in a fight against bad guys because this mysterious figure has also been kidnapped. So he ran into a bit of trouble from some, some scoundrel goons that are like, you screwed us over. We're going to kill you now. And these guys come just So why didn't Dom go to Japan? He's busy okay. confronting Jacob. Okay. They split up. Good idea. So they have one more final meetup. That's everybody, Dom and Letty and all the cast of characters. And this is where Han will be reintroduced. And there'll be some lame backpedaling, like he escaped from the car at the last second. Yep. And Shaw actually nursed him to good health because we're making him a good guy now. So <laughs> after threatening to kill him, running his car off the road, throwing a match in the car, yes. he's actually like, come, come on this way, buddy. I'll help you out. Let me bandage you up. I, that was all just for show, you know? <laughs> Exactly. I just wanted to impress those guys over there. <laughs> so uh, Dom decides to take the fight to Jacob and Cypher. They'll gear up and they'll move out. They're going back to Phuket. Or maybe it'll be a different tropical island because I think okay. I saw that mentioned in the cast. We'll say it's Thailand. We'll take a leaf out of your okay. book. So well, Phuket is Thailand, but you mean mainland Thailand. Mainland Thailand. Okay. So they'll fight the bad guys and buildings will explode. There'll be a scene where they're chasing Jacob by a car and Cypher will use a magnetic plane to help Jacob make a jump over a cliff. And Dom will use the bridge that was previously destroyed by his own team and connect his car to the rope and swing across the cliffside. Dom and Letty won't change their expressions because they will be cool. <laughs> They've just got their intense driving faces on. And that's just going to be... Instead of freaking out, going like, oh my God! Well, every sort of explosion... Like scene, Roman would do. It'll be non-sold by Dom and Letty. They're just going to be blank expressions because nothing faces them. Well, I think Michelle Rodriguez will have her classic Michelle Rodriguez bitch face. <laughs> 
So Dom will fight Jacob. They will seem evenly matched. Wait, is this on the other side of the cliff? On the other side of the cliff, okay, yeah. So they get out of their cars and they're just going to take a fight. Swings like at a, each other. Yeah, take a punch up. So they'll seem evenly matched, except Dom will appear to be tougher because it's Vin Diesel. Who's tougher than Vin Diesel? Certainly Nobody. not Dwayne Johnson. Jacob will perform an attitude adjustment, which is John Cena's finishing move. So that's just oh, a nice. prediction I have. And in the midst of the fight, Dom mumbles an inspirational speech about family and Jacob turns into a goodie. Oh, well. Yeah. So they team up to fight Cypher because Cypher has managed to take over the cars and make the cars fight them. They use the rocket car that was going to be previously introduced by that hacker so guy. So Jacob's with them at this point. Jacob is with them. Interesting. Yeah. And he's fighting the other goons because John Cena is a good guy. So we've got to make him a good guy. Right. And he decided that they're going to be brothers. I thought he was a bad man. Do you get that reference? God. (laughs) (laughs) He does. He gets it. All right. So anyway, they manage to get the upper hand and Cypher escapes by the skin of her teeth. The team... That's our favorite thing to say. I know, right? I know. I I couldn't help it. Every single episode we say skin of our teeth. I couldn't help it. It's that motorcycle chases. (laughs) The team regroup, knowing that they are in for one final fight. The movie ends with them looking ready and with their serious faces on and we'll set ourselves up for our last installment of the Fast and Furious franchise, which will be called Final Fast and Furious or something to that effect. Fast and Furious Final Drift. I think it'll be the final and furious. (laughs) I don't know. Oh my God. But yes, that's my plot. Wow. Interesting. Mm. Interestingly enough... You and I have a lot of similar Jeez, points. of course we do. But I don't think your plot was ridiculous enough. Are you oh. sure that you're predicting a Fast and Furious movie? It sounded <laughs> way too sensible to me. So really? I think I'm going to come in guns blazing and make it even more Look ridiculous. forward to hearing it. So I think the movie will begin in traditional Kieran style with uh, a cold flashback. open, with Jacob breaking into a secure facility, handily taking out armed guards as he goes. And within the facility, Jacob finds Cypher, who is in a glass prison cell, as discussed in your plot, exactly like, I don't know, Hannibal Lecter, Blofeld, take your pick. When I first watched this trailer, I thought it was... Um, him in the prison? Yeah, him in yeah, the prison so cell. I. And I was like, why is he in prison? Unless Cypher gets him out yeah, of prison. Yeah, that's what I thought. But, to I help him. but then I was mind. like, oh, hang on. And then I looked at it and I realised it was actually she's Cypher. She's in a box. Yeah. yeah, she's in a glass box in the centre of the warehouse. Took me a lot, of, a lot of looking to see that too. Yeah, me too. So Cypher tells Jacob that he's been spending his whole life trying to be better than Dominic Toretto, but asks if he's willing to kill him. Now, Cypher hasn't actually been in prison. This has all just been an elaborate setup to test out Jacob's skills. Ooh. We now rejoin Dom, who is living and working on a farm with his wife, Letty, (laughs) exactly like in your plot, and with his three-year-old son, Brian. Now, you know they're on a farm because they're all wearing overalls. Of course. And since they've cleared their names at the end of the previous movie, they are able to peacefully retire from their lives of crime and secret government work. That night, Dom gets a call from his sister, Mia, who says that he's heard that Jacob and Cypher are coming after him. Don't ask how she knows that. How does she know that? I said, don't ask. (laughs) I don't know. It it just happens, you know? I saw their Facebook status. I don't think they're going to consider it in the movie either, if it does happen, so. Now, I also thought for a second that the reason that Mia knows this is because she was already attacked by Jacob and Cypher, and they might have possibly killed Brian, as in the other Brian, adult Brian. So he gets killed off screen. No, I thought, no, there's no way that they do that why on earth would they do that to the fans after elaborately making sure that he survives and has a peaceful retirement they wouldn't do that so she's just aware she's heard on the grapevine maybe mama Shaw (laughs) gave her a phone call previously anyway she's aware she gives them a warning Brian is alive and well, both of them are. And so that night, Dom takes a moment to reflect in his car barn while looking at pictures of Letty. While looking at pictures of Letty and himself, since he realizes that his family are in danger again, he decides to send young Brian to stay with the other Brian, interestingly enough, while he and Letty go to work. That night, as Dom tucks Brian into his bed, Letty gives Brian Dom's cross necklace. Again, quite like in your plot. 
except we don't have this elaborate kidnapping that you seem to have. Dom and Letty decide to get the team back together and take Jacob head on rather than waiting for him to attack them first. So they reunite with Tage, Roman and Ramsey and using Ramsey's super hacker skills, they manage to track down Jacob to a hidden bunker in, where could it be? Thailand. They enter Jacob's bunker, but only to find it empty. But this is a trap. Cypher has called in the military, informing them that Dom and his crew are dangerous terrorists. So armed soldiers swarm the bunker and the crew must fight their way out. They manage to escape the bunker and attempt to lose the military in their vehicles. By the skin of their teeth. By the skin of their teeth they escape. But the soldiers give chase, leading to the first of many car chases in this movie. But Cypher also has goons ready to take on our heroes. And two attack helicopters swoop in and fire missiles on the car chase. Meanwhile, Jacob watches the action from a safe distance through binoculars before putting on, now go with me here, a special tactical suit that makes him basically invulnerable, not his head though, and tearing after the crew in his own car. So like bullets just bounce off him? Yeah, and he can take huge amounts of damage. He can be punched, he can be hit by cars, he can fall off a cliff and he won't die. Okay. It basically prevents his body from sustaining any sort of massive damage. Okay. That's the sort of crazy thing that they'd have in a Fast and Furious movie. So Letty, as we discussed already in your plot, knows that all action movies we discuss on this podcast (laughs) need a motorcycle chase. So she's decided to flee intelligently enough the military on a dirt bike, but she's knocked off her bike by a military truck, but is safely caught by Dom who catches her on the bonnet of his car. And somehow she is not injured at all No, of course not She's too tough Jacob joins the car chase And he and Dom attempt to ram each other off the road But Dom is too skilled of a driver So Jacob escapes by driving his car off a cliff Where he's picked up by Cypher Who catches his falling vehicle with a magnet plane Meanwhile, Tage, Roman Just wondering if like you had that magnet plane She could just drive around and all their guns would just go up like, That you would know. be cool, but I don't think that's going to happen So meanwhile, Tage, Roman and Ramsey manage to escape their pursuers by driving across a rickety rope bridge. And as is standard in all movies with rope bridge, the rope bridge collapses just as they make it to the other side. Then Dom and Letty are able to follow them by using the remaining chain from the rope bridge to swing Tarzan style their car to the other side as well. The crew leaves the country in a large military aircraft. Don't ask me where they got this from. (laughs) Maybe the military that was chasing them left it behind and they're like, oh, we can use that. We can fly that, right? Yeah. I don't know who's flying it since the entire crew seems to be in the back of the plane. uh, 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 We'll see what happens in the movie. And during the flight, Letty tells the crew that Jacob is Dom's brother. But we already knew this. Dom and the team fly to an island off the coast of Japan where they set up base in an old World War II military bunker. I guess they like John Cena's military bunker in Thailand and they're like, we should have one of those. We should have one as well. This wasn't in the trailer though. Where are you getting that from? Yeah, it's in the trailer. Is it really? Yeah. And there they plan their next move. We cut to Edinburgh, Scotland, where Dom is picked up by Shaw's mother, Magdalene, in a sports car. Magdalene has used her underworld connections to track down Jacob, and she drops Dom off at a fancy house party at a large mansion. Inside the party, Dom confronts his brother, and the two exchange words with each other before pointing guns at each other. Their confrontation is interrupted by the police, who enter the mansion and chase the two off into the night. They go their separate ways. It turns out that Jacob was casing the mansion for a robbery, and the next day he is preparing to break in with his grappling gun like we see in the trailer because <laughs> he's a master thief isn't he that's as right as well as being an assassin and a, everything else and a skilled driver as well yeah as they point out in the trailer as well but he's been tracked down again by dom and the two begin a fist fight on the rooftops 
The fight progresses inside several apartments before Jacob attempts to flee by jumping out a window onto a double-decker bus. Dom gives chase and the two jump from vehicle to vehicle before Dom tackles Jacob off a bridge. Now, does he still have his um, invulnerability suit? Jacob is protected by his tactical suit. There you go. But Dom is winded long enough for Jacob to get away in a car. What? Dom loses? That makes no sense. Well, he's winded. He doesn't lose. Sorry. Letty and Ramsey arrive in their own car and chase after Jacob and Dom eventually joins the chase in his car. But Jacob manages to escape again, possibly with Cypher's help. Back at the old World War II bunker, Dom learns that his sister Mia is hiding out in Japan, which is conveniently right nearby, because they're in the islands of Japan apparently, and is at risk of being discovered by Cypher or Jacob, since she is Dom and Jacob's sister. So Letty travels over to Japan to collect her and bring her to the safety of their bunker. Letty meets up with Mia in her Japanese safe house, and Mia says that she's come to Japan to find an old ally of oh, theirs. Oh, really? Yes, that's right. I wonder who this could be. Yep. So the whole reason that Mia is in Japan, of course, because she knew that if she hangs around with the two Brians, she's just going to endanger them. So she's like, well, if I go team up with Han, who I know is somehow alive, I'll be safe. But before she can explain further, before she can explain that point, I guess, two armed goons burst into their house and Letty and Mia have to fight them. They take out one of the goons and Letty tackles the other goon out the window. They roll around on the ground for a bit and the goon seems to have the upper hand on Letty. But at the last minute, the goon is struck by an orange sports car and out of the sports car pops some familiar faces. Han, Han's friends Earl and Sean, and a new character who happens to be Han's sister who doesn't have a name, so I decided to call her Anna. Who are those guys? Are those guys we've seen before? Yeah, yeah. They've been in a bunch of the movies. Surprisingly, they didn't appear in your plot. They're all there. They're all together. Okay. Is that a blanket statement, is it? Now, the only reason I called Han's sister Anna is because that was the actress's name. She'll probably be called something, I don't know, stereotypical in the movie, like... (laughs) What's something stereotypical? Lily. Lily. Yeah, there you go. I was thinking of an L name. I was like, Lily, Lucy, something along those lines. But we'll see when the movie comes out. Chan, who knows? That's a boy's name. (laughs) (laughs) Letty and Mia return to the bunker and surprise the crew with Han and his pals. Everyone thought that Han was killed by Deckard Shaw, but in a flashback, we see that Han managed to wriggle out of his car before it was blown up, meaning that Shaw has been cleared of all wrongdoing. So we can successfully like him as a hero now. So he manages to get out. Yeah, that's right. Shaw doesn't, like, in your plot, go and go, oh, it's all right, I'll (laughs) I'll patch you up. Because Shaw's walking away, like a cool guy, away from the explosion, so he's not looking in that direction. So he doesn't see Han scamper off in the background. But, you know, he he turns around and he's like, I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to do (laughs) that. No, he doesn't. It was an accident. That's just in your plot. But just as they prepare to make their next move, Jacob and several armed goons enter the bunker and surround the crew. Jacob wants to take Dom back to Cypher alive, but as they lead him away, Dom attempts to put up a fight, but is quickly overpowered by the goons who beat him up while Letty watches helplessly. So there's like 600 goons to take him down. Oh, about 30. About the equivalent of one Vin Diesel (laughs) in strength. So Dom has been captured by Jacob. He's been taken away. So the rest of the crew plan to rescue Dom. And we have a scene where Roman tests a Pontiac Fiero with a rocket strapped to it that Earl and Sean have built in an attempt to create a vehicle that can keep up with Cypher's magnet plane. But that car's made of metal. Yeah, good right? point. She could suck it up. Yeah, so what the... What? what? <laughs> but after the test is a failure because the car blows up and Roman barely escapes with his life, they realise for the first time ever that they need to rely on their smarts and not just their speed. 
They need to rely on their furiousness. Yeah, that's right. Not no, just their They fast. need to be the calm and the sensible, not the fast and the, the furious. The calm and the sensible. That's movie 10. Yeah. The calm and the sensible. That's right. No, it'll be the slow and the sensible. Again, using Ramsey's leet hacking skills, they track Jacob down because whenever they need to find somebody, she just types on a computer yep. and there they are. Jacob is transporting Dom in an armored truck throughout the streets of a city in Georgia, as in the country Georgia, not the American state. And this armored truck is protected by a fleet of armored vehicles. Jacob is in the middle of taunting the captured Dom, venting all of his childhood frustrations to him. Like, you always used to hold me down and spit in my eyes as a kid. <laughs> And you always got to have the bigger birthday cake slice. You had the better controller in Nintendo. Yeah, that's right. I always had the broken one. <laughs> and our parents always liked you better. And so all of this is going to be ventured out. You got the out. bigger room. Yeah, that's right. I had to sleep in the cupboard under the stairs. <laughs> I got your old hand-me-downs. <laughs> I had to wear all your old and clothes. And all you wore was singlets. <laughs> yeah. And I hate singlets. Anyway. The crew zooms in with their vehicles, and Anna, Han's sister, that is, uses her stereotypical ninja skills to infiltrate and commandeer one of the armored vehicles. Stereotypical ninja skills. Yeah, because all Why Asians not? know Let's Kung be racist. Fu. Yeah. yeah, of course they do. Yeah, this is the movie being racist, not me. She opens fire on the armored truck using a mounted Gatling gun and manages to blast off the back door from the truck, which allows Tage and Roman access. Tage and Roman beat up the goons inside the truck, and this distraction allows Dom to slip out of his restraints and slip into Jacob's invulnerable tactical suit, giving him the upper hand against his brother. The two brothers fight on top of the armored truck, where Dom is able to withstand anything that Jacob can throw at him, and can even manage to survive a car hitting him head on. It's just one measly car. Yeah, and with his super suit, Dom is basically invincible. He's like regular Vin Diesel. Han and Letty are able to flip the armoured truck by ploughing their cars into the front of it, which severely injures Jacob. So now that Jacob's defeated, they capture him successfully, Mm -hmm. but the day is not yet won. Oh no. Because Cypher is still out there, and she now reveals to our heroes that she's plotting something even more nefarious, and the movie is left on a cliffhanger until Fast and Furious 10. Ooh. There we go. And that's my plot for F9. So John Cena is a prisoner. That's right. He's still a bad guy. He's been subdued. Yeah, he's still a bad guy. He's been subdued by the goodies. Who knows if he turn goody in the next movie? He might become a good guy at the start of the next movie. Who knows? To fight Cypher once and for all. Yeah. Um, We'll save that for our next prediction. We we have very similar plots in a lot of respects. Yeah. What do you think is going to be the reason Jacob wants to kill Tom? Or is it just going to be like their brothers? Well, they've always had this rivalry, but they've never gone head to head. But it's Cypher who manages to convince him with her silky words that she pours in his ear that he should fight Dom with her. Yeah. And then I he'll be able be... to take the crown as king brother. <laughs> king brother. <laughs> yeah. I reckon there'll be some, like, they had a fight. That was... Over the same girl. Oh, they were both God. in love with the same girl. He was in love with Letty. No, I don't think so. Oh, Letty wasn't... Yeah, she wasn't around. around when he was a kid. She was only introduced in later movies. Well, I think the... It's the first the... one. She was in the first movie? Yeah, she was, right? I don't know. So look how much we know. Are we qualified at all to talk about this? Probably not. We will not. see when the movie comes out. So if we could probably do some you're research listening and find at home out. or in your commuter wherever you listen to podcasts and you think we're dead wrong, if you think Which we, we probably missed something are. in the trailer. If you want to give us more facts about Fast and Furious that we're completely missing and skipping over, you can let us know as men. well. Yeah, but let us know what you think. Let us know what you think is going to happen in the Fast Please and do. Furious movie. And who do you think will be closer when the movie comes out? Maddie D or I? Now, you can let us know by sending us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com or you can find us on Facebook or you can leave us a comment on this episode's page. Otherwise, we've got a Twitter page, I believe. We do. And what else have we got, We've got an do? Instagram page. Okay. Can people contact people via Instagram? Yes, I don't they know. can, yeah. Okay, there you go. They can slide into the DMs. 
Oh, wow. So you've got a plethora of places that you can let us know. So you're probably wondering what we're going to be talking about next week. I know I am. Believe it or not. Another Fast and Furious movie, yeah, hopefully. That's right. Next week, Maddie D and I are actually going to take a break from predicting plots and we're going to come up with a plot of our own. Oh. This is something we haven't done for a number of weeks now. This has so been a while. I'm so excited to get back to this. So as is tradition, we have a huge list of different concepts and premises for movies. I think we break them down into, was it six categories? Yes, that's right. Six categories because it's Which six was, sides of the dice. That's right. It's sequel, remake, reboot, reboot prequel, adaptation, spin-off. and spin-off. And then we've got a whole bunch of different movies and franchises to pick from that we'll choose with another roll of the dice that will dictate what exactly we'll be rebooting, spinning off, sequeling, prequeling, whatever it happens to be that we land on. All right, so I reckon I will roll the dice this time. I trust you. Since I'm not sure who did it last time. It's been oh, so long knows? since we've done it. It's been months. Who knows? But yes, so now we're going to roll the dice. So I'm going to roll the dice for the first time to see what category we'll be doing. And we've got a number two. Which is a reboot. A reboot. I've noticed James Bond is one of the first ones, I just want to say. But let's, oh, let's, let's do so another So there's role. a chance that we could be rebooting James Bond? Yep. Well, I, I think that would be appropriate since they're wrapping up the Daniel Craig series. And I think we speculated during our James Bond episode that they might reboot it. So that would be interesting. But we'll see what we land on. Rolling it again a second time. Number one. Is James Bond. <laughs> oh, my God. Is James Bond. Look, we didn't fake that up. That was completely genuine. Oh, my God. Oh, We're doing wow. a James Bond. <laughs> We're doing our reboot. second James Bond Jeez. episode. We just did James Bond like an episode ago, and now we're doing it again. Yeah. Wow, what are the chances? Wow, oh my god. And if you've listened to our episode on James Bond, you'll know Kieran is a massive James Bond yeah. fan. So I didn't think I'd be talking about it again so soon. He's going to go in with a lot of passion. Oh, what am I going to do? How There's are we going to reboot it? There's a lot of pressure on you. I'm going to go <laughs> flying by the seat of my pants yeah. here. Wow, I'm very excited now. So yeah, if you've got any ideas of how you would reboot the James Bond franchise, you can let us know at those places we mentioned earlier. And I can't wait to come back next week and talk about how we plan to do it. <laughs> Yes, that'll be good. But until then, we're going to get into our high-powered sports car. Yeah, we're going to zoom off. Me and Kieran. Kieran has a sports car that's like green. I've got a sports car that's red. We're going to have our bulked up muscles and pea-sized testicles. Well, you know, that's already done. <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay. And, and we're going to shoot off into the sunset. And we're going to, we're going to have a drag race and see who's uh, faster. Yep. While we hit the NOS. That's absolutely right. So let's hit the NOS and get out of the studio. And we'll catch everybody next week. See you then. I don't have friends. I got family. 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 Your family.